Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Talk Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the White Sox, who defeated the Seattle Mariners last night, three to two in their home opener. They now improve to three and one on the year. They get a nice victory in the first game of this three-game series at home. Luis Robert was everywhere in this one. He scores the winning run on an Eloy Jimenez ground out, which could have been a double play. Eloy beats it out, scores the winning run, makes it 3-1. to one. Ends up hitting the, the uh, home run, which gave the Sox a 2-1 lead uh, into right center field and then made an amazing catch early in the game on a uh, Jesse Winker, or, yeah, no, a Mitch Hanniger uh, hit into center field and you know, dove into or sort of ran up against the wall to make that catch. A really nice game from Luis Robert. He is definitely proving he has MVP potential. This was an outstanding game from him. Uh, for the Sox, though, you know, a nice victory. Vince Velasquez in this one goes for. Four innings allows two hits, one earned run, three walks, two strikeouts. There were some moments where he looked shaky, but for the most part, he did a solid job. I think he rebounded after a tough start to the game, so a really nice job from him. Uh, then we had Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, he ends up coming into this game for Bennett Sousa, who replaced Vince Velasquez, and he had a really nice performance. Uh, goes one inning, has two strikeouts. He you know, inherited runners on base and ended up getting out of it. So a really nice job by Lopez. Definitely going to be someone the Sox are going to be depending on this in this bullpen with all the injuries. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, Aaron Bummer, he came in. Kendall Graveman came in. The big issue I have is Liam Hendricks. Because this is now the second straight game where Hendricks has given up a run. He gave up a run in that Tigers game on opening day. Gave up a run in this one. Made it a 3-2 Mariners, Mariners, uh, Mariners game. Uh, he went one inning. Allowed three hits. One earned run. Did have three strikeouts. But still, you got to be a little bit worried if Liam Hendricks, who is one of the, you know, probably one of the best closers in baseball besides for Josh Hader, is struggling this badly to start the year. That's definitely a big issue because we saw in that Tigers game, he could easily close that game out. And there were a lot of things out of his control defensively that happened. However, I still think, you know, when you're seeing a guy who is considered to be the elite of the elite as a closer, struggle this early it, it's got to be a little bit scary for the White Sox to see but right now um no the Sox got the victory that's all that really matters but still uh you have to be a little bit scared if you're a Sox fan for what Liam Hendricks has done so far this year being one of the top closers in baseball uh also want to talk about Reese McGuire he ended up actually catching this game uh Yasmani Grandal had DH McGuire had a really nice game three for two Made a couple key defensive stops as well. Had a couple, um, had a couple, you no know, throws in the dirt that he was able to block nicely. So I actually really like this game for Reese McGuire. I think this trade for the Sox is going to work out really nicely. Give him up a guy in Collins for a guy in McGuire. I think this trade is going to work out incredibly well for them. So they were able to uh, to shut down a Mariners offense that's been you no know, that's been off to a pretty solid start this year. So. Um, a really nice win for the for the Sox. They improved to three and one. They're going to be taking on the Mariners again tonight at six ten. However, there is some rain in the forecast, so I would not be shocked if this day if this game does the, does get canceled. Uh, so 
Hopefully the Sox can come out here with another victory. Now let's turn to the Cubs, who defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday, 2-1, improving their record to 3-1. Seiya Suzuki, first multi-home run game of his career. Uh, Really nice game from him. Two solo shots, which uh, which were the only two runs of the game for the Cubs, actually. Uh, That's a really nice start to his young career. He's now hitting 417 through his first four major league games. And I said, you know, after I gave him player of the series for the Cubs after their series with the Brewers. I said, no, he wasn't making a huge impact, and we did see him you know, make a couple highlight plays, but wasn't really making a huge impact. And now I have to go back on that because he has been insane. I don't think I realized how good his stats have really been so far, especially for a guy who has been playing in Japan basically his entire life and for him to come over to the MLB and have such a seamless transition is is really impressive. So a nice game from, say, a Suzuki. Also got to talk about Drew Smiley, went five innings, allows three hits and no earned runs, does have one strikeout, however, you know, a really nice job from him, I mean, he was very aggressive attacking the Pirates hitters, you know, he had a lot of, you know, a lot of movement on his pitches, great command though, you No, know, in his Cubs debut, thought his command looked really well out there and he was able to, you know, get the Pirates to, you know, hit into a lot of ground balls. Uh, but really, they, the Pirates had a very aggressive approach to play. They were really swinging at everything. So, uh, you know, that sort of worked out well because they were, you know, being forced into hitting some weak grounders. So, a uh, really nice game for Drew Smiley in his debut. So, the Cubs won that one. However, we do got to talk about the uh, the loss that they just suffered today. Recently, actually, they lost 6-2 to two to the Pirates today. Um, this was not a great game from them. Kyle Hendricks only goes three innings, allows seven hits, Six earned runs, four walks, and four strikeouts. The bullpen actually does pretty well. Uh, Michael Rucker goes two innings, only allows, uh, actually allows no hits, two strikeouts. Rowan Wick allows one hit, one walk, and a strikeout. And then Scott Everfruit, uh, Scott Efros, uh, goes an inning and has two strikeouts. So not a bad game from the bullpen. However, Kyle Hendricks, uh, no, it's a, it's disappointing to see this, you know, this happen after a pretty impressive opening day start. Uh, Wilson Contreras went two for four in this one. No, uh, he did not have, actually had one RBI. Uh, Say Suzuki also had an RBI. He went one for three. Jonathan VR goes one for four, but the rest of the team uh, was sort of cold in this one. But uh, hopefully the Cubs are going to be able to bounce back in their next game. They're not going to be playing the Pirates. They'll be taking on former Cub Chris Bryans and the Colorado Rockies tomorrow at 740 in Colorado. So hopefully the elevation is going to be able to help out the, uh, the Cubs a little bit in this next one. But uh, disappointing loss. Uh, also a really nice win, though. You got to see Seiya Suzuki perform very well. Uh, I think he definitely has to get the uh, the player of the series again. This was only a two-gamer of Pittsburgh. Still, though, I mean, he had a really nice series. It's, it's either him or Drew Smiley because both of those guys uh, in that first game of the series looked really good. Uh, and he also continued, you know, got another hit in this one today. So uh, he's got to get the, the player of the series. I think it's easily has to go to Seiya Suzuki. He continues his hot streak to start this year. And now let's turn to the Blackhawks, who were defeated by the LA Kings last night, 5-2, dropping their record to 24-38-11 on the year. Hawks have now lost their last eight games. They have not won a game at home since March 8th, so it's been an entire month now since the Blackhawks have won a game at the United Center, which is disappointing to see. Uh, but Kings now improved to 39-26-10 on the year, and it was not it was not a good game for the Hawks. I mean, you no know, Colin Delia did what he could. Uh, he actually had 31 saves on 35 shots. However, not all of these goals were really his fault. 
Two of these goals actually went in off of Caleb and Seth Jones, the second one and the fourth one. And then first one was just a horrible defensive mishap in the defensive zone. And then you know, we saw it an empty netter. And then there was a couple more, more uh, no funky goals from the Kings. But really, uh, Hawks offense was dormant in this one. They had only 10 shots through the first 36 minutes. Somehow, Taylor Radish got a goal. But um, you know, still, the offense was was very poor. We did see Philip Kershev have two assists, assisted on both of those goals. Patrick Kane also with a goal, but still, uh, for the Hawks, this was a really disappointing night, especially on a night where, you know, this was a game against the Kings team that you had played earlier in the year, and you had played very well against, and uh, unfortunately, you know, this was a uh, this was a rough game. This was a very rough game for the Hawks. Uh, we did see, you know, Alec Regula actually play pretty well, uh, and we did, you know, we do have to talk about the you know the what we're gonna do with the Rockford and the the Hawks players who could potentially be on the verge of going down to the AHL for the playoffs. You know they're in, gonna be in the thick of the playoff hunt, and we've heard a lot of guys talk about how uh, how exciting it would be to actually be in the playoffs with Rockford and how they're actually looking forward to that, which is not something you hear every day. So I think with a guy like uh, Alec Regula, we're probably gonna see him be moved down. We'll probably see Vlasic move down. We'll also probably see Reichel move move down so uh really uh the hawks you know don't really have a lot to look forward to this year hopefully the rockford high hogs can bring home a uh an ahl trophy not even sure what they call the championship trophy in uh in the american hockey league but still um another tough loss for the hawks in this one now let's turn to the bears i want to talk about three bears players who are most likely to break out this next season. So the first guy I want to talk about, uh, it's a pretty obvious one. It's Justin Fields. I don't think there's a lot of, no, I don't think there's a lot of uh, shocks around this. So the franchise quarterback, everyone thinks he's going to break out. His potential sky high, uh, great arm strength. He has the ability to, to get out of the pocket and run. Um, it's more just going to be is the coaching going to be able to, I guess, live up to the hype we've been giving it? And is it going to be able to really uh, make Justin Fields into the player we think he's going to be? But still, I do think he's going to be in a, in a, definitely a breakout guy this next year. Then we have Cole Komet. Now, Cole Komet had a very underwhelming rookie year. And this last season no, was not horrible for him. He was definitely a staple in the offense, but still... Uh, no, he built some pretty strong, strong chemistry with Justin Fields, which is a really, which is a really big positive there. Besides for Darnell Mooney, those two were thrown, were uh, no, thrown to each other the most. So, uh, no, despite the uh, the high number of targets, he didn't really have a lot of touchdowns. Definitely able to see that that you no know, improve this next season. I definitely think we're going to see Cole Komet become a staple of this offense, and we know him and Fields are on the same page. You know, they have such a good connection. It's going to go over into this next season, and it's going to definitely help Cole Komet, and I think it definitely needs to because Cole Komet so far, I think it's pretty easy to say he's been quite underwhelming uh, with the Bears so far. And then the uh, the next player is going to be Tevin Jenkins. Now, Tevin Jenkins, I think it's all going to depend on if he's able to stay healthy, and if he is able to stay healthy, I think he's definitely going to be a, you know, a big breakout candidate. However, there is no, there is a lot of concern over if last year was a fluke and how he's actually going to be able to play in a you know in a f- everyday role. And we did see him play in everyday role last year when Khalil Mack got hurt, but um, he was also playing on the other end of one of the best edge rushers in football, and Robert Quinn, who was having a monster season. So, really, it's going to be interesting 
see how Tav how uh, Travis Gibson is going to be able to uh, to. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, wait, I just screwed up my entire. I just screwed up everything. I was talking about about uh, Tevin Jenkins, and I started talking about Travis Gibson. Not sure why I did that, uh, but Trevor uh, Tevin Jenkins. I want to talk about Tevin Jenkins. Travis Gibson actually gonna be next. Uh, messed up my list there, uh, but uh, Tevin Jenkins. I want to talk about uh, big thing with him. Gonna be staying healthy. But I think if he stays healthy, he can definitely be a staple of the offensive line. Definitely gonna be somebody who can. Uh, you know who can be outstanding on this offensive line. He's a mean guy, and we know he had that potential coming out of college. Could have definitely been a first rounder. Fell to the Bears at second in the second round, so he has that potential to be a a game changing edge rusher or a game changing offensive lineman. I keep messing up. Now we have Travis Gibson. Travis Gibson uh, on the edge. Talked about it a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll probably see him in a uh, in a full time role with the Bears now that Khalil Mack is gone and. I think, you know, playing on the other end of Robert Quinn definitely going to benefit him. We saw him have a really nice 2020, uh, 2022 season due to, you know, the, or actually 2021 season, I should say, uh, due to the injury to Khalil Mack. We saw him get a lot more playing time. We saw him perform incredibly well. So there's a lot of potential here with Travis Gibson. So I think he's definitely another guy we could definitely see uh, breaking out this year. But that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you guys tomorrow.